Hello and welcome to the uh, Soaking Nostalgia podcast. Uh, this would normally be a regular podcast episode for us. However, we are missing a host because he had a very early call time this morning. Um, what I heard, he was up at 4.30 a.m. And he's not here. <laughs> uh, we have a theory that he possibly fell asleep while waiting for us to begin recording because we were supposed to start recording at 6.30, and then we changed it to 7, and now here it is, 7.52 p.m., but we're going to see what we can get out of this. <laughs> anyway, um, I am one of your hosts, Matt. I am Sir Bradley. <laughs> Sir Bradley. I like that. We're united. In my mind, yes. That's, hey, that works. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, since this is a bonus episode, uh, we're just going to kind of have it a little loose uh because you never know. People could enjoy this. People could think it's crap. I don't care. What crap? Well, probably, but I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> You're my damnedest. Yeah. See, I had a format and everything all set to go, and then Alan had to go and ruin this, and yada, yada, yada. I had ad space. I'm only giving him because I hope he does listen to it, and I hope he laughs. Oh, yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> and um, you're going on speakerphone if you call. Uh, that'd be great. And if need be, I will plug you straight into the mixer, Alan. <laughs> Although I don't have Mix Minus set up for this, so if you wanted to Skype in from home, couldn't do it. Not yet. To be, uh, you know. We're, you know, pretty low budget right now. Yeah, that's right. I need you people to keep sending me more money. That That's the theme from last week. I do remember saying that in last week's official episode, uh, or pilot episode as I called it, because it had no format. 1.21 gigawatts. Look, it it was money, but we had no format, no intro, really. I had to add that in post. But anyway, I'm going to give a little bit of an introduction about who I am, then I'll, I'll turn it over to Brad and let him uh, do the same thing if he'd like to. Uh, just you know, don't overwhelm yourself, because I'm not going to allow myself to. Anyway, uh, I'm going to be 36 in a couple weeks. Shut up! Uh <laughs> And uh, I'm originally from Illinois, uh, and I'm sure you can't quite tell that because I'm starting to have a really big uh, southern redneck accent, which I'm completely okay with. Well, it makes me feel better about owning a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of fits the part now. I'm getting getting the beard. I'm getting the hair. uh, You know, I'm I'm a a plus-size guy, and uh, I own a a few guns. But that's okay. That's that's quite all right, you know. But it's not like I'm going to join ISIS or anything, you know. Oh. oh, I know. That's that's a hot-button topic now, isn't it, still? Oh. Because aren't they trying to make a comeback? They don't need that. No. Don't need that. <laughs> well, anyway, um, I've spent the majority of my life here in Glasgow. I graduated from Glasgow High School, and radio is something I've always been interested in. And this, technically, this isn't radio, but it's also uh, still an audio art form. I did have a, uh, a little radio show at, George, at Georgetown College up near Lexington, um, which was from 12 a.m. to about 2 a.m., where I played nothing but 80s hair metal. <laughs> yes. Well, not all hair metal, of course. You had Judas Priest and Dio and Sabbath, you, you name it, all the greats. Uh, I did that from 12 to 2, and uh, I called it uh, the Power Double Hour. And uh, it, it got quite a few listeners. It played on the radios and the cars and the TVs in the dorms. And uh, everybody liked it. Had a few uh, listeners uh, every week. It was every Friday night. And I enjoyed it. So fast forward uh, ages later. More years than you care to admit. Yeah. I've spent a couple of years trying to compile enough uh, equipment with the very limited budget that I have uh, to get some microphones, a mixing board, uh computer everything that would be able to run it and it practice you know talk to yourself practice looking in a mirror it's what you do when you act anyway you're trying to learn lines you're trying to create a character i'm not saying i'm a character here but i'm definitely speaking with uh more of a point than i normally do in life anyway but anyway that's mainly i'm so thankful that you made that sacrifice otherwise (laughs) i would not be here (laughs) that's all right oh my computer's telling me there's an update don't you just love that I hope it doesn't restart. If it does, we'll have to pause it and come back. Anyway, <sighs> well, uh, I had a format, like I said, 
but uh, I think tonight we're going to be speaking about uh, some politics, you know, stuff that we normally won't cover in this. Oh, come on, everybody. And I know everybody's booing out there because, like, oh, man, politics, we're still talking about that. Trump is your president right now. Ooh, 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 ooh. I already feel it. I already feel it. I already feel it. I don't say that because I like the man. No, I don't. I think he's an idiot. My point is, no matter how you cut it, he's still our president. Vote for him in a, you know, in a couple of years. Vote him out of office in a couple of years. Do what you got to do. Anyway, I digress. I'll just give you a little bit of background about who I am. And uh, that's about it for right now. Uh, what about you? <clears throat> well, Sir Bradley uh, was born in Glasgow in the great year of 1982. <laughs> uh, so I, therefore, will be 36 here in a few weeks as well. Um, I, did, I grew up in and out of uh, baseball and karate and video games and pretty still active in, in what I can do. Uh, I've had a back injury, so, uh, you know, the martial arts and uh, obviously they don't allow 36-year-olds to, to play amateur baseball uh, anywhere local, so, you know, that's that's out. So, yes, that just leaves video games. Hey, I get it. Yeah, I have to grow up at some point. <laughs> I would love to get back into martial arts. I was in martial arts for a number of years uh, growing up. I had about five years of Seaford Royce Bunch's Twin Dragons Kung Fu. And uh, I got out of that. Uh, I'm not going to go into reasons why. Let's just say I didn't agree with some of the philosophies of some of the people there. Anywho, uh, I have a... Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been uh, seeing plenty of that in, mm-hmm. in, in, in my years of experience just being around the world of martial arts, whether that's, uh, you know, visiting other dojos or uh, tournaments or, you know, whatnot. Um, yeah, I've, uh, I've seen a lot of that as well. Isn't it crazy how exclusive those uh, some of those places are? I mean, it's like they only want you to learn their form of martial arts, and I don't know why. You know, it's it's almost high schoolish. Uh, I I don't I don't get it. When I was in, I think it does. Uh, a lot of it comes down to money, uh, which apparently is the root of all evil. Absolutely. And I would concur with that. But uh, but my pocket's still open to that money. <laughs> but um, I uh, <clears throat> I love martial arts, but uh, all forms of it, um, because it's it is an art. Uh, each 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 style is is its own art. Um, and that's uh, probably probably take a little bit of a Bruce Lee philosophy uh, when it comes to that. You know, he was um, you know so open and so willing to learn everything. everything. Well, that that's how he created Jeet Kune Do. So yeah, um, I mean, that's that's like my late brother um, when he uh, lived in Illinois when before we moved down here when I was a little kid. Um, he got to a uh, brown. I believe it's a brown belt in Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. And then um, he... Kickers. Yeah, heavy kickers. Heavy kickers. And uh, he went from that. He did Kung Fu for a little while, did Karate. And then he, when he moved to Hawaii, he did uh, kickboxing. See, More I kicking. Probably would have been very into kickboxing if oh, yeah. it had been maybe a little more predominant of a sport. Oh yeah, his. Oh, it, I remember going over there and visiting uh, one of his classes. Uh, which yeah, I got to visit Hawaii. Eh. <laughs> but no, I really enjoyed uh, getting to watch the class because his instructor, no joke, he was probably three hundred fifty, three sixty pounds, right? And he was doing the splits between two steel folding chairs, doing push-ups with just you know his fingertips, and just holding himself up. Uh, like sitting Indian style, holding his entire body weight up by four little fingers, two on each hand. And they would do the traditional uh, kicking of the trees to toughen up your shins. And then they would take rattan sticks and beat your shins. Yeah, I could have passed on that. (laughs) Well, you got to imagine after the first, you know, 200 times, it doesn't hurt anymore. And all it's doing is toughening you up. So, but the enduring of the first 200, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that I would have wanted to go through that. But. Oh, come on. If Jean-Claude Van Damme can do it. Oh, of course. <laughs> right? 
Man, that was a shitty great movie, though, wasn't it? Kickboxer. Yeah, well, it was a com- very shitty great movie. Sure. <laughs> got it on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I do too. <laughs> well, not on Blu-ray, but I've got it on DVD. I've had it on DVD a number of times, and I also have it saved illegally on YouTube. <laughs> I didn't mention my last name on here, did I? I'm going to have to bleep that out. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Bloodsport was my favorite. Oh, Bloodsport was great, but although it was based on a sham. Frank Dukes. Yeah. He's such a liar. I, I bought his book. Uh, when it when that movie uh, came out and it had a resurgence back in the early, I guess it was mid-1993, 94, uh, when Van Damme's career was just kind of dwindling out. That, that movie had a resurgence. And so Frank Dukes put out a book detailing his time in the Kumite. And his time, it's like an autobiography, but you can just read it and you can see that the, the dates just don't add up to anything he was saying. While I've never dug in and done the, the research myself, but I had kind of gotten the impression that uh, it was probably a sham. Yeah, now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure he did compete. And because the Kumite is a real thing. Yes. I'm sure he did compete. And I'm sure he he might have won one, but the way he did, I don't think the stories that he tells. I think he he glamorized it as much as humanly possible. Maybe done for Hollywood, maybe. Yeah, I would say so because that sells more books and that'll it make him more money. It does. Coming back to money, 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 mm-hmm. money. Yeah. Speaking of movies ba- uh, based on martial artists, and you brought up Bruce Lee earlier. Did you watch the uh, Dragon of Bruce Lee story? With Jason Scott Lee playing there's, Bruce Lee. Uh, there's a bear shit in the woods. I don't know. I've never seen a bear shit in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, uh, of course. I have. I uh, was a um, big, big fan of uh, Jason Scott Lee doing that. I was too. Uh, Great talent. Woods was uh, later flabbergasted to know that he was one of the punks. And Back to the Future, he was one of Biff's gang. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of, like, you know, yeah, my, that's how my mind works. Someone mentions something, and it just jumps. Um, far away from getting to know Sir Bradley yeah. and far away from martial arts. Here we go. <laughs> no, no, no. It's still within that realm. Um, Don the Dragon Wilson. Do you remember him? Yes, I do. He was a world uh, champion kickboxer, taekwondo fighter, uh, mixed martial artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, a great talent, really awful actor, but he made a number, <laughs> yes, a number of of martial arts movies back in the nineties, which I hope we dedicate a whole episode to that at some point. Just talking about the different martial arts movies, mm-hmm. yeah. we can and I can go into oh, my I'm sure I could I can go into my rant about Billy Blanks, but we'll save that for another day. Billy Blanks is one of my favorite martial arts movies, even though it was probably crappy. <laughs> But, yes, yeah, okay, we'll pass on Billy Blanks. We'll we'll pass on that for the moment. Um, Where was I going? Oh, yeah, but Don the Dragon Wilson, did you know that he was actually in a Batman movie? Mm. Batman Returns? Mm Mm-mm, the next one, the the one with Val Kilmer. Oh, okay. Batman Forever. Batman Forever, forever. Yeah, when uh, uh, Chris O'Donnell steals the Batmobile and he tries to act all... Big and bad to this gang, trying to save this girl, saying that he's Batman, driving that shitty-ass Batmobile. <laughs> he jumps out, and the leader of the gang was masked, hooded, and a big, you know, brawny character. That was Don the Dragon Wilson. I did not know that. Yeah, I know a lot of shit most people don't. Yeah. <laughs> and that's probably going to help out this podcast quite a yeah, bit, because that's yeah. where my mind goes. Yeah, I know a lot of useless information. Mm. Oh, no, it's useful. It just depends on what you use it for. Like, right now, we're using it for this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's pause for a minute. And I'll do a quick ad. Let's pause for an awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see. Oh no! You've just got food all over your favorite outfit. You have a wedding this weekend, and your tr- trusty suit is wrinkled and looks dingy. Normal washing will not get that spot out. Your pants need to be let out or taken in. Don't panic. Instead, come down to Key Dry Cleaners. The staff at Key Dry Cleaners takes pride in making you look your best for any and all occasions. Key Dry Cleaners offers same-day delivery. Uh, same-day delivery. Shh, I just screwed that up. Offer same-day dry cleaning and laundered services as well as timely quality service for any alterations. 
Key Dry Cleaners has serviced Glasgow and the surrounding areas for over 25 years with the same quality and care that has made them not only a long-time uh, establishment in Barron County, but also helped name them the best dry cleaners in Barron County for 2018. Yeah, they really have like a placard they handed out for that or something. Yeah. Uh, Key Cleaners is located at 401 Happy Valley Road, and their hours are 7 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Monday through Friday and 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturdays. They are closed on Sunday. So come on down to Key Dry Cleaners where all your dry cleaning needs are met with a smile. Man, that was cheesy, and I wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what sells, right? The cheesiness that people remember. I brought the crack. There you go. <laughs> anyway, we were talking about martial arts movies. We just may, you know, we're going to go into politics a little bit, but I, I'm enjoying where this conversation's going. Especially since, you know, Soaky Nostalgia is talking about movies from the 90s so far. Well, no, Bloodsport was back in the 88, wasn't it? 1988. 7, 88, 89, that ball, ballpark. Yeah, that, that's when uh, Van Damme's career kind of exploded. Yeah, I, yeah. I believe, uh, well, I. Like I said, I, I don't exactly do a whole lot of uh, digging and researching, but I kind of just assumed that uh, Bloodsport was kind of the breakout movie. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, before that, he did. <laughs> I'm digging in the bong resin. And, uh, okay, let me explain what that means. <laughs> Back when I was in high school, I, I had a lot of friends who used to toke up. Anyway, uh, they said their memory. You're a liar. I'm a virgin. <laughs> Well, you're not getting touched for the very first time tonight, okay? (laughs) So, we were in high school, and they would toke up a lot, and they would start uh, forgetting things, and they said in order to find it, you know at the bottom of a a bowl when you're smoking it, um, there's leftover stuff called resin. Resin, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they're digging around the bong resin in their brain to get to what they need. So that's so that's what yeah. and that's always stuck. You know, we've we've always said it ever since. And I, you know, I'm going on 36 years old. Resonance. Yeah, that's right. I'm assuming. I yeah, I think so. I admit to nothing. So <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, and like I said, I'm digging in the bong resin here. Where was I, what was I saying? Oh my god. We were talking about martial arts movies and and your your friends from the <laughs> day and I'm leaving this <laughs> by the way. Uh Anyway, um, we were talking about Van Damme. Um, oh, now I know what it was. Um, he his his starring first movie was a the most horrible martial arts movie I've ever seen. One of the first ones to have a training montage. Black Eagle. No. No. No retreat. No surrender. Which spawned two sequels. Oh, that it it rings such a bell. Oh man. It, it, it was awful. Let's just say that it was awful. It may have been something that that my that my dad has talked to me about or something over the years. Is a lot. I've I've got a lot of these movies from him. It's it's amazing the decisions in casting that Hollywood makes because you know Jean Claude Van Damme. His nickname used to be the Muscles from Brussels. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> and so that means Brussels is in Belgium. Yeah. The character he was playing was Russian. Remember, this was in the middle of the Cold War. Yeah. <laughs> I think this came out around the same time as Rocky IV, too, as well. Uh, Rocky IV is 1985. Oh, such a great movie, though. Uh, I was just watching the, the final fight uh, between Rocky and Drago on YouTube last night. Somebody posted it up, and, of course, I watched it, and I got chills. <laughs> of course. You want to get up and start doing push-ups right away. No. No? No, I'd rather him do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I'm going to pause this for a second because my computer is restarting, which means that the uh, audio interface is going to cut off our sound. All right, and we're back. Um, I know that seems like we were only gone for literally a second, but, you know, that's the magic of a podcast. We can just hit pause. Anyway, we were talking about martial arts movies. and. uh, we were talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme's career. Hey, what would you say was his best role? Because I have a movie in mind. And it was one of his worst. <laughs> his best role? Like in what capacity are, are we looking at? Just 
no, you know, overall movie, or we looking at uh, we're cutting we're cutting off character. we're cutting off for 2010, so we're not counting his time in the Expendables. So, <laughs> uh, I think the character that that maybe you felt more for, or had more sorrow, or, or, or f- just felt more into the character, I guess, maybe Cyborg. Interesting thing about that cyborg. Wow, <laughs> I, I haven't honestly. I have not seen cyborg since probably the mid nineties. Interesting thing about that. Do you know that movie wasn't originally written for him? I think I've heard that at some point. It was actually supposed to be a sequel with Dolph Lundgren to Masters of the Universe. <laughs> and you saw how how the the shining star of that whole movie was Frank Langella when he played Skeletor. It was. That man was a genius. Yeah, was, Still a genius. Oh good. yeah. If it could have just listeners know, I have a huge He-Man tattoo on my back. Do you really? I do. That's awesome. It's He-Man and Castle Grayskull. <sighs> I if still it's left unfinished. It still could very well be finished at some point someday, but I doubt it. But. Look, I read the He-Man comics today, like the modern ones that mm-hmm. they've got out. They are really good. They are really, really, really good. They've had like a, a thirty uh, issue run mm-hmm. that takes place after Skeletor actually takes over Castle Grayskull, and Orko is evil. Oh. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. He he went to go try to save them, and when he did, of course, his magic his magic backfires, and it actually turns him into this big, chaotic, evil being bent on destroying everything. Sounds like Orko. Yeah, there's there's a lot of deaths in the in the issues. I mean, it's somebody decided to take that cartoonish. I'm using that term loosely. Mm-hmm. A cartoonish world that in some cases was a little ridiculous if you think about it with some of the stuff that they catered to now there are reasons why they had to if you watch anything on netflix the toys that made us and the new masters of the universe uh documentary that they've got on there is amazing look i have i have coffee table books of masters of the universe okay <laughs> i'm a huge fan um but I, I i tell you what what they've done today is just amazing they've turned it into somebody somebody took it seriously and right now they've got it tied into what's uh, you know the injustice video games right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You're a video gamer, so um, and I use that because there is a difference between tabletop and video games. For those that don't know, when they just hear the term gamer in Glasgow, there's a lot of both. <laughs> there is. I, I, I know plenty of tabletop. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand. But it's to me. Um, now, see, I, I do acting. Um, to me, it's it's acting at a table. I don't. And see, so you, you wouldn't get it. But that, there ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, you prefer video games. I don't have the attention span to sit down in a video game <laughs> for hours and hours and hours because then I'll get frustrated, get mad, forget where I'm at, and throw the game away. Um, I, even though I do have an Xbox, it's like I have – now, there's certain games I do like, like some of the shooters, uh, Gears of War – uh, Halo, you know, all the classics like that, some of the modern shooters, the Call of Duties. Uh, I do love those, but... I, Resident Evil. Resident, oh, God, yeah. Uh, and I, I will say I'm not a fan of any Final Fantasy game except for 7, back on PS1. I played it. Uh, we are getting a little off of martial arts. We are. We are. doing that or not, but... That's okay. That's okay. Look, if... if we're not going to digress. We might as well just shut this thing off. <laughs> um, we were, uh, where were we? we were talking about, uh, but anyway, uh, we'll get back to it. But the Injustice video games, mm-hmm. they have a comic book series based on those. Like what happens in between uh, the the Injustice 1 and 2, uh, some of the things that happened during that you didn't quite get to see. Well, right now, because they've got, what, Injustice 2 out, <clears throat> mm-hmm. it's the second year. Yeah. They actually have a crossover with, Masters of the Universe with Injustice. They actually go to Eternia and bring He-Man uh, over to try to fight Superman. <laughs> oh. Now, isn't that a match made in heaven? I need more. <laughs> it's great, man. It's great. Uh, I I digitally downloaded on my on my iPad. So I, 
it's because the closest comic book store is in Bowling Green, whereas I have internet at home. <laughs> now we're relatively strangers, but yeah. I, th- I think we may have just came best friends. Did we just become best friends? I think maybe we did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie too, by the way. Step Brothers is one of the most is one of the most genius movies of oh, comedy in the. <laughs> You touched my drum kit. You touched my drum kit. <laughs> Walk hard. The Dewey Cop oh. may very well be my favorite comedy ever. Oh, that was great. And he started out as a serious actor. Yeah. Do you remember him in Days of Thunder? No. When Tom Cruise was not crazy. Movie. I know the movie, but no, <laughs> I've seen that movie like once, twenty years ago, twenty twenty five yeah, years I, ago. I better keep my comments about Tom Cruise a little low, or else we'll have a Scientologist banging on our door. Oh. Lord help us. I may I may edit uh, that out. <laughs> I think most of those people are a little bit more out west. Tend to be. Well, if you if you speak to any one of them, they're everywhere. They're any they're above us. They're below us. They're around us. They're everywhere. But yeah, oh, but yeah, I, I think this is something that we can we could bond over. You know, our mutual enjoyment of Masters of the Universe and uh, you know Injustice and shitty eighties movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love me some ninja movies. Ninja movies. Some collections. Oh, man. American Ninja, just flat out. It's a god-awful movie. Love you, Michael Dudikoff. Yeah. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. I love it. Oh, man. But we were talking about Jean-Claude. Little man crush for a while. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme. I, I, I think his best role was in Double Impact, where he played his own brother. Yeah. One was a little effeminate, straight-laced, uh, you know, polo shirt-wearing, slack-wearing guy, and then the other one was not. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, uh, he wore that same mullet in Hard Target, didn't he? I don't recall a mullet being involved in Double Impact. I thought he had a mullet. don't recall the mullet hmm. there. Hard hmm. Target, I definitely remember. Hmm. You know, he's, he's kept churning movies out left and right. All through the 90s and 2000s, but the last time I watched one of his that was new at the time went straight to oops, went straight to videos. Lionheart. I'm a big fan of Lionheart. It's a great movie. I like Lionheart. But I kind of he, he Death Warrant. Oh, I forgot about Death Warrant. I forgot about Death Warrant. Oh, man, man, that's a great movie. You should be ashamed. I am ashamed <laughs> for the quest. <laughs> Yeah, that was awful, wasn't it? The only reason he made that was because he wanted something to combat Mortal Kombat the movie. I've got something worse than the quest. What's that? Street Fighter. Oh! Oh. I just kind of vomited. What? That was that was. Street Fighter was. I, I was more of a Street Fighter fan than I was a Mortal Kombat, as far as the game. No, absolutely. Uh, but I, well, you know what? You know what? They had one good part in it. Raul Julia. Yes. His last role had to be in that shit movie. Yeah, bless his bless his heart. Oh. Filled with cancer filming that movie. Oh, that cancer is the only thing I could get him through that movie. Uh, yeah. The cancer was like, look, we'll end your misery if you just finish the movie. <laughs> so he finished the movie and he died. God rest your soul. Oh my oh God, I'm gonna get a lot of hate for that, aren't I? Uh, is it too soon? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, last episode I was talking about uh, Kurt Cobain shooting his mouth off, so, uh, <laughs> which I still say is funny. I don't care who you are; that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of a dark humor guy, so well, that's all right. You're in good company. <laughs> oh man, really bad martial arts I films. Keep a lot of shit to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you have an outlet. <laughs> yeah, I this could change your life. Could. Yeah. I could become an effless celebrity. Could you even make it up that high? Because I, I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna make it that high. Well, I did have a movie long. come out. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh. On YouTube. Hey, there you go. <laughs> You're definitely higher up than me. So. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So uh, so the quest it didn't. Oh. He 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 filmed that because uh, he was not in Mortal Kombat and he wanted something to combat Mortal Kombat. It was released. Johnny Cage character was really kind of based around him. Exactly. (laughs) 
that is why he wanted to be in it. And that, I mean, the video game took his likeness. He really should. I, I don't know. I'm, I've not done the research as far as why he wasn't, but that mm. was definitely a role for him. He's He was a handful on set. He was very hard to deal with. No. No, right? I wouldn't imagine <laughs> that. Yeah, especially when he was very, very uh, into alcohol and drugs. Oh, man. Rubbing up against MTV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't like that at all. <laughs> I can't, what was her name? I can't remember. Did you see her? I don't know her name. I see the, I've, I've seen the video a number of times, uh, played on YouTube and everywhere else, but the look on her face is like, dude, are you freaking serious? It was uh, some black girl, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, I don't. I never was a big MTV guy. She, she, He'd already had a couple but. drinks in him, though. I, that was the problem. Well, Polly Shore did the same thing. Polly Shore. Well, it's a nostalgia podcast. His run was in the 90s. This shit is going to happen. It's going to happen. Polly Shore is going to be brought up. He did perform at Zany's not long ago. I may have mentioned that in the last show, but oh my. Some people love him. Some people love the weasel. I mean, today. You didn't see that. No, I mean, today. Today. I'm not talking. Okay, look. I loved loved Encino Man. I loved Son-in-Law. Son-in-Law was my favorite. I hated Biodome. Because it's not his fault. I I <laughs> I hate I hate uh, the Baldwin. Uh, I can't remember his name. What is that? Uh, Alec? No, Stephen? no. Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, Steven. yeah. I can't stand him in anything that he's ever done. So. Well, they kind of are the same, you know. People, I can't, I can't stand him. I loved the movie. I hated him, so that kind of ruined it for me. In the army now, considered his worst movie but i thought it was great i was a big Lori perry fan because uh tank girl <laughs> uh league of the realm yeah oh yeah oh man i loved I, don't don't now look look i'm gonna keep my man card in my pocket in my wallet here but i love that movie it was a tom hanks I movie that movie a league of their own uh, baseball was my first love over oh yeah any Anything else? Any woman? Any sport? Any other sport? Yeah. It was 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 baseball, mm. and I get so it. Several baseball movies make me very emotional. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, oh, oh come uh, on, a, a field of dreams. Oh. Hey Dad, want to have a catch? Oh my oh, God! Oh God! Just pulling. Oh that man! Oh, tell me about it. Oh my God. Uh, <sighs> I could go into numerous baseball movies that. That pull at my heartstrings. Even some of the dumbest ones, like the ro- Rookie of the Year. Even that. Oh man. Months. Oh yeah. Um, well, it, it's because baseball. That that's America's pastime. America's pastime. It's how many people? I mean, you could even say it's a part of the American dream, as yeah. in bringing people from another country here who've made a career with baseball. Hall of Famers. The uh, Pedro Martinez. Oh. The Sammy Sosa. Yes. Um, of the world. Manny Ramirez. Oh, yeah. Uh, David Ortiz. Yeah, I mean, we could <laughs> go on and on. Go on and on. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, man, I can absolutely see that. But it, it, it can even be, I mean, my dad was, my dad was an amazing dad. Mm-hmm, around, mm-hmm. But he was, other than karate, um, you know that that was about the the extent of his athleticism mm-hmm. or, or, or or sports or knowledge of sports or anything like that. So I never had the let's have a catch, Dad. You know, right. But, but that I did. I did either. Uh, and, and not so he because he did a few times. You know, tried. Um, but um, but but I think that's something that a lot of a lot of young boys had those types of experiences with baseball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, just a connection with dad. Oh, yeah. And, and I had my connection with my dad in other ways. But 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 it wasn't baseball. But but mm. that seems to be, especially in the past, and which is, this is kind of what this podcast is for, mm. nostalgia. Absolutely. And, but it's the connection, the, the father-son connection. Mm. You don't really have that with... As much 
with football. With no, baseball, you don't. Or soccer. You don't. I mean, I mean, when you think of a father and son going outside and bonding, you think of a few things. I, I, I meant basketball. If I said baseball, no, no. Football, basketball, soccer. Yeah. But if, if, if you have a father and son go outside and you, they're going to go out for bonding time, there's only a few things that come under that umbrella. Yeah. Fishing. True. Not, uh, my, not my forte, but yeah, well, definitely. Right, but definitely. Um, hunting. Yeah. Baseball. I mean, really, I think those are the top three uh, father-son I, I, bonding experiences. I concur. I concur. I mean, you can throw camping in there, but you know, depending on where you live, you know, that sometimes that's not really an option. I don't really think wrestling's going to fall into that category. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be taking Unle- multiple suplexes. Unless, uh, unless you're bonding like uh, Eric and Red on that 70s show when they go to that wrestling match. Mm, the 70s show, my favorite show ever. <laughs> Mine too. It's it'll, it's permanently on my Netflix instant queue. I will yes. forever watch every episode over and over. Yes. But we, man, we... Baseball. Where the hell did we go? Sean it's Claude baseball, Van man. Sean Claude Van. No, uh, we're talking about martial arts movies. Um, where, how did we get to baseball from that? Because my mind started drifting. It may have been my childhood. I don't know. It could my be. My childhood was shitty ninja movies <laughs> and, and baseball. Yeah. And Nintendo. Oh, that, that could be. And I, I guess I was thinking about uh, when I was growing up. Uh, yeah, you know, I I did T ball and I did fast pitch. I never did uh, um, after I got hit with fast pitch and that was a machine and it was stationary. Oh. I never ever could trust another human being to throw a ball and not hit I, me. So when it came yeah, to actual little league, I couldn't do it. And they made me catcher for speed pitch, and I still got hit with the ball. <laughs> Played everywhere. Played every position on a baseball field except pitcher. I was not good. I, I was pretty athletic uh, back when I was little. You wouldn't be able to tell it now. But I was pretty athletic um, back then. Um, they kept me in uh, outfield because I had a really good arm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of – I mean, and our infield wasn't the greatest, although they grew up to be great players, you know, in middle school, high school, and then mm-hmm. some in college. Um, but they couldn't field real well, so yeah. there I was. I'd be able to take the ball and throw it anywhere in the infield. Mm-hmm. I've, I threw a number of guys out at the plate, mm-hmm. you know, throwing from, uh, you know, the fence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, but I, I could do anything hit. on a ball field. I, I didn't really have the hitting power, and I didn't really have a strong arm. Now, I could hit the ball. I could do. I could hit the ball, but I didn't have any power in it, really. Um, I didn't really work on my swing <laughs> until until the summer before my last season that I played. And that's when everything clicked. You know, I could I could run, I could field, I could throw. Uh, I mean, they tried me in every position because they were trying to find where the whole team could be cohesive. Yeah. Yeah. They tried me at catcher. I I hated that anyway. Um, after uh, after almost getting hit by the the batter, <laughs> yeah, I, I got hit in the knee with a ball. Even though it's padded, it was like hard falling apart plastic. I was done. But they tried me everywhere, and they put me back in the outfield again. But I really started being able to hit. Um, that last game I played, oh, my God. I, I'm, I'm having fond memories. It's sad that I can't even remember the, the, the team I played for, but I can remember every player on the team. I remember every team. I don't necessarily remember all of my teammates. I do remember I mean, most of them. Or at least the ones that played, mm. or had some level of impact on that on our team. I, I do. Um, I had two coaches. I had uh, Gary Gardner. I remember Gary Gardner. I had him. Love you, Gary. Uh, um, and uh, Jerry Lundine. I had Sidney Bailey. I love you, Sydney. <laughs> my assistant coach uh, for a few years, a couple of years. Mm. Yeah, I love Sydney. Do you uh, Jerry Lundine? Uh, actually, if memory serves me, he played in the minor leagues for a while. Mm-hmm. He had a mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Who the hell did you play for? Do you remember any of the teams? Teams: Gary Gardner, Blue Jays, Blue Jays. Those were T-ball. I guarantee you, I was on your T-ball team. 
because I was on the Blue Jays. We will discuss this <laughs> after. Um, wow. Again, still outfield. <laughs> um, first pitch, or excuse me, first uh, first year uh, pitching machine, or Lou Gehrig. Yeah. Was still Gary Gardner with the Mets. Second year. I, I was on. Oh my God. Second year. Uh, <laughs> Uh, pitching machine. Uh, I was with the Cubs, and I was a, second year. I was with the A's. My uh, the Cubs. That was um, that was no, no. This was not Jerry. Second year T ball. I was with the Rangers. Okay, yeah. Wow, you got some editing to do here, buddy. I don't care. This is great <laughs> stuff, man. Uh, <laughs> Cubs. What was it, Jerry Lundin? Wow, I'm sitting here talking like, hey, I know what the hell I'm talking about. I got great memories. What the? <laughs> f- oh, uh, man. But it was, wasn't, that, wasn't those times fun? It was. Baseball was the most fun I ever had as a kid. And it was, and it was nobody, not everybody got a trophy. No. Made no, you try hard. Made you try so hard. Because I'll tell you my fondest memory of playing. Yes, yes it was, Jerry Lundeen. So, I, I, yeah. My fondest memory was our last game we ever played. And I've, I've told this to some people I know, and it's because it's so vivid in my mind. And I, I go to it a lot because it was so fun. But at the same point, at the same time, it was disappointing. Last game I ever played. Uh, it, was, uh, it wasn't like the championship game. It was uh, – how they set it up back then? Do you remember um, you played in a tournament? Mm-hmm. It was a tournament. And – we made it to, like, the next game would have been the championship. Okay, that would have been like a Final Four type. Yeah, thing. yeah. I can remember who we played. But we were on fire that season. But there was a, a kid on our team that, now we loved him to death. He was a great kid. But he had depth perception problems. Mm-hmm. He couldn't hit worth a lick. Right. And uh, Something my son has actually struggled with. Oh, yeah? The depth perception. He's got a beautiful swing. Yeah. I had a really good But he cannot see exactly where that ball's going. He he probably should be wearing glasses, but well, see, when, he, I put, when I put some glasses on, boom, started hitting. Well, see, he was wearing glasses at the time and he still couldn't. It was that bad. So here here it is, you I'm know. Call him out. No, 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 because he was a great kid. Yeah. And I've seen him from time to time. I you know, of course I'm not gonna be like, Hey, I remember you from T Ball. But, you know, I it's it, I recognize some people from my kid, from my childhood, so you know that's that game before that I started I'd had a couple of home runs. This game I'd had an actual home run and then an inside the park home run, and we were down by two, still down by two runs because apparently the other team was on fire too, no matter what. Like I said, fielding couldn't our field couldn't field worth a damn. Remember that <laughs> we load the bases. We load the bases, and I'm on, I believe I was on second base. I'd hit a, I remember getting a single, and then uh, Aaron Fleener was on my team. I think he hit after that, and he was, he got a single. He was on first. I can't remember who was on third, but last out. I'll edit out his name in case he does hear it, and it does make him angry. Uh, he goes up to the plate, and he starts, he starts crying. Because he knew he was going to get it. He never had one hit. Not one. Not even close. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't want to. He wanted to pinch hit. And in tournament rules, he couldn't pinch hit. Mm-hmm. I do remember that because he wanted to be pin- he wanted pinch hit. And we could all the rest of the season if we wanted to. But... He didn't want to let the team down. Yeah, he didn't want to do that. And so he, he goes up to the plate. And, uh, I mean, he's not, he can't even lift up the bat. He's so upset. So coach calls timeout. We come in. We said, well, just do it. You're fine. You're fine. Look, it's a game. Just do it. Just have fun. We go back to where we were at. Swing and a miss. Second one, swing and a miss. Third one, he tipped it. Next one, he hit. Pitcher caught it. And it was a good hard hit, too. I don't know how the hell the pitcher caught it. But he threw that arm up and caught it because if it had gone, we would have won because it would have been at least two bases. We would have won. Mm 
at the very least tied it up. Mm-hmm. But man, the hey, that's, f- no, that's an emotional moment. So that's probably f- why it sticks out. Yeah, because the feeling. I mean, he was and when that happened and the pitcher caught it. I mean, he b- completely lost it and broke down. We were just overjoyed mm-hmm. that he hit it. Yeah, two in a row. He tipped it the first and then actually hit it hard because it clicked. And it's just, I'm getting look. I, I'm already getting chills thinking, just mm-hmm. thinking back on it because it's such a a strong memory. Yet, I, I tell you what, we didn't win that tournament this year. And oh my god, this sounds so cheesy. But we didn't win that tournament that year. But we didn't lose. Right. Did not lose. This is not martial arts movies. This is far from (laughs) martial arts movies. But. But it is what? SoCal? Soki Nostalgia. Soki. It stands for Southern Kentucky and then Nostalgia. There's actually a magazine called uh, uh, Soki something else. But there's no copyright on Soki, so I'm using it. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this pause and we'll get back to the main point by doing our other ad. All right. Christmas is coming up and you're stressed out uh, about the family photo you've been planning. You're ready for fall, but your hair isn't. You have a formal coming up and you can't quite uh, get that glamorous look that you've been dreaming of. Then look no further than Vanity Salon. Vanity Salon is a full-service salon who specializes in styling, color, and makeup. Our stylists work very hard to make uh, your dreams a reality by showing your glamour and beauty is no further than a phone call away. Vanity Salon is located at 403 Happy Valley Road in Glasgow, Kentucky. Their hours are 7.30 a.m. until 7 o'clock at night or until the last appointment of the day. Call 629-4779 to make an appointment. Let the girls at Vanity Salon show you that glamour and beauty are always within reach. I'm glad that was a short one. (laughs) But no matter what, the way uh, the way podcasting works and the way ads work, you cannot do two ads together. You cannot do an ad at the very beginning, but you can also you also cannot do it at, do them at the very end because there has to be at least twelve minutes of podcast after the ad because people will just skip it at the end. They just won't listen to it, right. and they'll just skip over it at the beginning. They're more apt to stay and listen if it's in the middle of the podcast. So good copyright knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Is it copyright? No, it wouldn't be copyright. No, um, mm, I cannot remember the name of it, but it, it's a it's a law. So <laughs> I'll take your word for it. And this podcast is supposed to be fun. It's nostalgic, and uh, you know, I did some my good bit of research before I even decided to do this with Alan and everybody uh, that I was going to do one myself. And I just wanted to make sure that all the laws were followed, and I didn't want to get so far make some money <laughs> and have it all taken away. Probably so not gonna happen. no, probably not, but I am having fun anyway. So anyway, martial arts movies, we were talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme. I have, I don't think we, we can really say much more about him though. Can we? Not really. Uh, I know that I was always given the impression that he wasn't a martial artist, that he was a dancer. Well, that's because he took ballet. He wasn't. Yeah. He was a dancer. That's because he wanted to improve his flexibility, just like uh, most uh, athletes do anymore, too. That that is true. Although that. today it's yoga, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think it's gone from that to yoga. Um, DDP. <laughs> I really want to try that. Um, <laughs> he was on. He was on Shark Tank with that product too. I watched that episode. That's, uh, he didn't get any. He didn't get any buyers. <laughs> That's a uh, that's a really good man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The things that he's done for people. If you just, I mean, just watch this before and after of this. Oh my gosh, I, I could I could tear up just thinking about it. This guy, he could barely walk. You know, he had one. He had a walker on each hand, yeah. and it was way overweight. He had spinal issues, uh, knee issues, hip issues. You name it. He he was very, barely mobile, uh, but then. Uh, you know, Diamond Dallas Page from DDP Yoga. There's your plug, DDP. Um, would love to meet you one. Would love to meet you one day just because of your power of positivity. <laughs> would uh, definitely true. Um, just the transformation he had. Uh, oh, the DDP Yoga. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I've seen. I've seen exactly what you're talking about. Uh, the transformation on on that guy was 
tremendous and it, and the cool thing is it's not one of those hollywood transformations where it's like it appear to be. No, it's, the, there's been evidence shown that it is 100 percent true for his case good good deal um now like everything else you got to take some of these things with a grain of salt because it won't work for everybody sure. but man that's about the, the most manly form of yoga i could think anybody could do <laughs> Not that I've uh, watched a lot of yoga or, or seen how it's done. I've seen yoga represented yoga represented in movies, which a lot of old old pervert men uh, would be watching that on the TV. Honey, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. honey, honey, uh, shut up! I'm watching my yoga. Jean <laughs> Claude Van Damme. <laughs> uh, I've actually done a little bit of research on him, and everything that that I was seeing indicated that he actually was a martial artist and was actually competing. Yeah, he did. Uh, he has a he has a uh, win-loss there, record. There were some questions about... A, a some few, of them. A few mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, he actually was a legit martial artist. Mm-hmm. And watching his movies, there's a lot of flying and spinning <laughs> kicks and whatnot. <laughs> Well, it's because he was one of the very few people in Hollywood that could do it. I mean, Chuck Norris can do so much with a roundhouse kick, but Jean-Claude Van Damme took it to another level. He did. Um, me, I find it that that the maneuvers that Jean-Claude Van Damme was doing in his movies are possible, but, but they they're difficult. They're difficult and improbable in most situations. Exactly. But that's why it's Hollywood. That is true. Which brings me to what I'm trying to get out here is that the flying on wires and oh, uh, they that really turned me off. Oh, the crouching tiger movies. Those I those types. Mean, uh, I, of course, you there's lose yourself in it. To you got to suspend your disbelief. Yeah, I I, yeah, I get definitely. it. I mean, I, the same could be said about some Jackie Chan films too. If you, but. There are some stunts that he did on wires, but the majority he did on his own. And I do respect that. I do, too. I do, too. He, that man has had more broken bones in his body than a whole village of people who's had their bones broken. Uh, yeah, I would imagine so. But uh, but I know that the things that Jean-Claude Van Damme are doing are hard enough mm. without making it extremely unrealistic that the wires do. Speaking of almost unrealistic, what are your feelings on the dim mock? We're talking about Van Damme, so. Daft touch. The daft touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ogre. <laughs> that was his best role was, was in that movie. Yes, Revenge of the Nerds. And he didn't, and he didn't play Ogre in uh, Bloodsport. He just played a uh, rough, tough. Street Fighter. Yeah. Ray Jackson. uh, Yeah, Ray Jackson. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Uh, What did you ask me? I don't know. (laughs) What were my thoughts on... Oh, the Dim Mock. Is it it real? Uh, Actually, I'm really going to sound like an idiot. I know. Either way, if I'm wrong. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm under the impression that that is somewhat legitimate maybe not what they portray in the movie but the actual maneuver itself well i mean okay if think of it here's how i think of it and i don't know why anybody hasn't written a book like this about it you should <laughs> the dim mock is a is a matter of taking your chi and converting it into striking power without actually touching your opponent sounds legit your chi is a form of energy correct from your body. Yes. According to science and physics, all matter is made up of energy. And energy is neither created nor destroyed. If you're going to follow the law, it just changes forms. So if you're going to follow that law, then the dim mock is possible. You're changing the form of energy. Mm-hmm. And you're converting it and pushing it out. Am I am I am I, I mean, reaching or no? I, I don't believe so. I mean, if you think about it, it, it's I have this big theory that you know people are 
they like to categorize things way too much. I have a whole episode just set aside for what my religious and science views are. And it's a it's a up the point of if you're gonna believe, and by believe I mean not just in the belief when somebody says belief, they they're just meaning religiously. But if you're gonna believe in one thing, you need to believe in the other because they can go hand in hand. Hey, that is true. But they don't wanna but both sides neither side wants to give an inch to allow, you know, credence to either side. It also goes into my problem with organized religion. Like I said, it's a whole episode that we can touch on at some other point. But, you know, this whole thing about these two opposing viewpoints are actually more alike than what people give them credit for, what what they can actually think about. Why couldn't the Dimmock be scientifically possible? If you're going to follow laws of physics, if you're going to f- uh, follow the basic fundamental law of energy, why couldn't the Dimmock be possible? I'm not a science guy. I'm not either. But it's seen. <laughs> I don't I, think it's too far of a stretch. I don't either. I don't either. That's why I don't try to categorize Maybe anything. That I don't understand, but I don't necessarily think that it's too far of a stretch. Yeah. Ray Jackson had a good thing. <laughs> he, he did because he just busted the top one. <laughs> he dusts the top of it off, and here you go. <laughs> Yeah, technically that was a, a form of it because he only broke one. He didn't break any of the others. True. I've I'd, I'd always wondered if that if other people thought that was possible or if they just thought it was Hollywood magic. Well, obviously in the movie, yes, but I mean just a Hollywood idea. I mean, I don't necessarily think it was a Hollywood idea. Bruce Lee used it. There, there's videos all the time showing uh, the one inch punch. Yep. It's a form of the Dimmock. He's able to take his energy and put it into a little, you know. I just made a noise. I know I'm on audio only, but but he he makes a fist and he's like an inch away from a person and then pulls his energy together and shoves it into another, knocks him back 10 feet. If we get enough listeners, enough advertisement money, maybe we can have video. Sounds good to me. We'll have to hire somebody to do that because I can't figure that shit out. (laughs) My knowledge only goes so far. Alan figured it out since. No, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be uh, sorry he missed out on this. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Oh yeah. I don't. Alan even like martial arts. Movies. He likes movies. I'm sure. I'm sure because he's an actor. I'm sure he likes martial arts movies or at least respects them. I would say so. Alan's mm-hmm. pretty res- respectful guy. I think. Yeah. I don't think he would say he hates well, them. We can edit that out though, because I don't want him knowing that. <laughs> the one that he respects. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah, man! Right there, right there, right in the heart. <laughs> but uh, something that Hollywood makes that you really have to what, what do you call suspend your uh, suspend your disbelief suspend your beliefs is with the ninjas. <sighs> Yeah, and I, I love I, you, ninjas. I love you to death. But the turtle variety. No, but all ninjas. But all ninjas. Yeah, I, I, but there are some things that are just quite. I won't say impossible, but improbable. Yeah. It's just it's a matter of people not understanding the technology they were using, which is why they were able to do some of the things that they were doing. I've read a ton of books uh, through my entire life about ninjas because they fascinated me. I always liked their outfits. I dressed up. Hey, I look. I dressed up as a ninja for many Halloween, <laughs> but I didn't. And the reason why is because I always you were afraid ninja would vanish. No, <laughs> no. I wanted legit ninja outfits. Mm. I didn't like this. Really thin, flimsy, like like my uh, filters made of my uh, yes. I didn't like that. I didn't pop like filter. That. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't authentic, I really didn't want to have anything to do with it. Mm. I get that. I wanted it to look real. I saw somebody with ninja boots on. <laughs> Monday, I went to the doctor. I saw someone walking with ninja boots on. I was dumbfounded. <laughs> I really would. I had. I, I'm not a big social media guy, uh-huh. so I didn't think 
to take a picture. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. I, I wore I wore moccasin boots to high school once. It, it was a horrific experience. Um, so, but yeah, you just don't run across that. Mm-mm. Although every time uh, me and the girlfriend go to a gun and knife show, the first thing she does is look for the throwing stars. She loves a throwing star. Throwing stars, but uh, but my dad had uh, sub- subscriptions to these uh, martial arts magazines growing up. Mm-hmm. Still got, still has them. But in each of those magazines, they'd have a section where you'd order merchandise for mm-hmm. whatever, you know, punching bags. Oh yeah, gear, yeah. You know, whatever. Immediately, every time, look at the ninja pictures. <laughs> I wanted that. That's all I wanted as a kid was I wanted that ninja outfit. Yep, with the with the uh, the, the split toe boots, the the claw uh, the claw on the hands. Yes, the sword. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Love swords. So I could never be a ninja. Though. Ninja, though. I mean, uh, obviously, my age, my weight. Yeah, obviously, I think you could possibly pull off a Beverly Hills ninja. No. Farley had that in the bag. <laughs> no, I I couldn't just because I can't stand anything over my mouth. Even uh, that peeve. Uh, no man, I it's just okay. Like a few weeks ago, we were cleaning out my girlfriend's bedroom at her old parents' place, and because they were getting uh, an appra- the, her parents are getting an appraiser, so she needed to get all her stuff moved and whatever. Um, so I go to put on one of those little paper masks because I'm allergic to cats. And so, because she lived with cats for a long, long, long time, Nander's obviously in the carpet. No matter how much you vacuum clean, it's it's there. It's like glitter. Yeah. You know, it's the STD of the craft world, if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> it's the gift that will always it will keep on giving. So <laughs> I, I'm in there, and I I can't stand it being on my face. I cannot. You know, I would put a bandana around my mouth. I can't stand it. I just can't do it. God help me if I'm going to have to wear a, a sleep mask for apnea one day. Oh, I'll die. Yeah, I had to do those tests recently. Yeah. I'll either not sleep not for fun. I'll either not sleep for 6 months and then die from exhaustion or <laughs> I'll die from apnea first. I don't know. Yeah. Which I don't have by the way. Yeah. Other than my weight, I have really good health. My levels are good. My heart rate's good. You name it, it's good. I think somebody was trying to announce something out there, but I don't know what. It's at least better than the screaming that was happening across the road last week after we turned off the mics. Kind of wished we kept the mics on to catch them because, you know, we might have witnessed a crime and not know it. That's all right. Where are we at now? Let's see. We are at a minute and uh, an hour and six minutes. Even with the, the pausing and computer restarting and everything, man, we've we've cleared a good hour. It's felt like three to me. I mean, not, in a <laughs> not in a bad way, way yeah. Not in a bad way. It's just like, wow, we really yeah. jumping off the wall that much? I don't um, think we were jumping off the wall that much. I I think it was just more of, you know, we we get lost in our thoughts sometimes because we're, we're reminiscing. That's a part of the, this whole of course, podcast yeah. is the nostalgia. We get lost in our thoughts. That's what's going to make it good because we care about it. Listen. This is the voice within your head. It's good. <laughs> I do think we could probably bring it to a close now, though. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Do we have 14 minutes or 12 minutes or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're past that, and especially after, I, after we do the closing here. Uh, <laughs> um, I'd like to thank... Uh, Me, obviously. Well, obviously. <laughs> Sir Brad. Uh, Sir Bradley. Oh, Sir Bradley. I, my apologies, yeah, Sir Bradley. Gee, did we talk about Princess Bride last week? I swear we brought it up because Andre the Giant. It was brought up. Whether audio was going or not is remaining. At some point, we were talking about Andre the Giant, and uh, we were talking about uh, said something about the Princess Bride, uh, Peter Falk. But the reason I brought that up was because uh, William Goldman, the writer of the book, the creator of Princess Bride, passed away today or yesterday rest in peace condolences yeah him and another creator stanley condolences condolences on a brighter note uh, <laughs> yay 
I'd like to uh, I'd like to thank Vanity Salon for allowing us to come in here and be able to record this um, in one of their spare rooms. Uh, I'd like to thank both the sponsors of Vanity Salon and Key Dry Cleaners for their sponsorship. I'd also like to uh, thank anybody that has uh, that will soon be inputting into this podcast, whoever listens, which includes you, the listeners. Um, anyway, where can we find us? Um, they can find me on, uh, if y'all are interested, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, it's under Matt Katrin. I finally said my last name. Damn. Uh, Twitter uh, is at mkatrin1982. You can figure out the spellings for yourself. Brad, where can they find you? Across the desk from you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, check me out on Twitter at uh, BCMA Black Belt. Uh, yes, that's that's right. Barron County Martial Arts. Uh, go there for all your karate and self-defense needs uh, yeah. if, you, if you wish. And Facebook, uh, Bradley Williams. Beep out that last name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I said, I'm not a big social media guy, but you can check me out there if you so choose to. Yeah. And just remember to be nice. Don't be a dick or a douche. Yeah, that is the main point. Don't be a dick. You can also reach us on our new email that I'm setting up this evening. It's soakynostalgia at gmail.com. That's S-O-K-Y-N-O-S-T-A-L-G-I-A at gmail.com. Soakynostalgia.com. Um, I'm not, uh, I've got an idea of what we're going to talk about next time. Um, what we'll try to talk well, about. try to, uh, <laughs> hopefully Alan will be here. Uh, he can tell us where you can find him at next time. Uh, and he can tell us a little bit about himself too. Uh, but next time, I, I think we're going to talk a little bit about a little politically, even though we didn't get to do that tonight. We stayed on Ooh. martial arts movies, which was great. Our best fondest memory from the nineties and, Lord, Vol- Lord Voldemort is going to rear his ugly head again. Um, Mr. Alan Hogan would like to speak about our current governor, Matt Bevan. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's all right. So anyway, you can reach us there, and I hope you enjoy what you, uh, you've enjoyed what you li- uh, have listened to so far, and we'll continue to do so. Holy crap, I can't speak. Anyway, Holy shit. anyway we'll see you all next time.